Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, January 24th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Usika. Number two, filibuster fallout. And number three, leadership on the road. All right, Jake, a lot of things happening here around the world, considering the crisis in Ukraine continuing to grow steadily each day. Uh, But Congress is out of session. And despite that, we've got some news this morning on a big Yusika push uh, that Congress is going to take on here in the coming days and weeks. Yeah, so Yusika, as you might remember, this this passed the... um This passed the Senate. This is a a bill to increase U.S. competitiveness with China and includes a lot of money for um, research, high-tech research and manufacturing, boosting the domestic semiconductor industry. Um, This passed the Senate in June on a bipartisan basis. It went nowhere in the House. But now, this week... The uh, on Tuesday, we expect we although the date is not certain, um, the House will unveil its version of this bill. This is a big push by the White House, too. So this is the White House is pushing very hard uh, to get this bill through, to get to get some sort of victory on this. Uh, the push is being led by Brian Deese and Gina Raimondo, the Commerce Secretary, Brian Deese, the National Com- National Economic Council Director. Sorry for that. And um uh, listen, again, Biden administration needs a win. This is not going to be an easy win by any stretch. Remember, this passed with 68 votes in the Senate in June. So you have to imagine that that hopefully that coalition stays somewhat intact. Um, you need 60 on this, obviously. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. This is probably a several month long process for the, the House and Senate to get around this, because, of course, once the House passes, it, it has to go back to the Senate or goes to conference committee um, uh, and a conference committee takes some time, too. So um, that is some big news. This is huge for D.C., right? This is huge for a lot of industries, especially uh, tech, high tech and uh, the tech kind of manufacturing industry, Anna, which is going to, you know, this is, you know, billions of dollars in, in authorized money. I think more than $100 billion for the U.S. high tech industry. Yeah, it's interesting in two notes. One thing I want to note is that we actually are speaking with Senator Todd Young, the Republican from Indiana, who led the Republican side in the Senate tomorrow morning in a virtual conversation on competitiveness uh, at 9.15 a.m. So if you are focused on these issues or wanting to learn more, you could uh, sign up for that virtual event at 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. But secondly, I think this also shows, uh, which is important because we've been talking a lot about the failures uh, here and recently for Democrats, for Chuck Schumer, for Joe Biden, trying to look towards what are they going to do next? Obviously, you know, they're kind of nowhere on BBB right now. This is something where, where, as you know, yes, difficult lift. It's going to be an all hands on deck. They're going to have to find some compromise. This has been stalled for quite a while, but you start to see them, you know, potentially like this is where they're going to try to put some wins on the board. Yeah. And not easy, not easy wins, but, um, uh, and who knows how salient of a political topic this is to be <laughs> to be quite frank but um you know we're on the brink of a, a a war in eastern europe and and the legislative agenda is stalled so goodness they could use some good news all right let's move on to the number two story of the morning filibuster fallout welcome to the age of the censure 
Uh, We have followed this through the past several weeks and months following the January 6th insurrection, where a lot of different state parties were calling out uh, Republicans in particular who voted to uh, certify the election results. But now we've put together in this morning's Punchable News AM a really good cheat sheet of just how um, how many and how vast the number of state parties, county parties are moving to censure uh, elected officials in Washington on a variety of issues. Yeah, so obviously Kirsten Sinema, the uh, Democrat from Arizona, was censured by her state party on um, uh, over the weekend. Uh, Bernie Sanders on on multiple Sunday show programs. I saw him on on CNN's State of the Union with Dana Bash. Uh, said he would be happy to support a challenger to to Manchin and Cinema if one come up. Joe Manchin, that is. But Cinema is one of like a dozen lawmakers that have been uh, censured this Congress, and I I guess it. You know, what does this mean? And I guess it means that people just don't like elected officials. But also, I would say that, like, when you get censured, when I'm going to defend cinema for a second here, not not on anything she's done or anything like that. But like the party is going when you get censured by the party, these are party activists who you have to imagine uh, are way more active than anybody, um, any kind of random normal voter. So this is just the party stalwarts, the party um, faithful lashing out at cinema for not blowing up the filibuster. Yeah, I mean, what's I think interesting is just shows that divide, right, between Washington and often what's happening on the ground in people's home states. Um, and it's not it's not just cinema. I mean, as you say, I mean, it's kind of mind blowing. Five percent, five percent of the current Senate has been censured by the same state organizations that help elect them in the first place. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around that, you know. And it's not just a it's not just a Democrat thing, right? It's Republicans are doing it probably even more so uh, than Democrats are here when it comes to be, be you know kind of trying to use this tactic against their own. And it a lot of times on the Republican side of things comes back to are you or are you not? in support of former President Donald J. Trump. And if you are not, there is a, a likelihood in, in, in some of these states that you are going to be censured. I mean, the, the state party of Ohio censured Anthony Gonzalez and nine other House Republicans who backed Many of whom, for Trump. Um, all of whom are not from Ohio. <laughs> so besides Gonzalez. So, <laughs> so. I'm not sure why they why anyone cares what they say about like John Cadco. But. I mean, they're taking an expansive view of the censure. That's yeah, for they're sure. just saying, well, we don't like any of these people, so censure them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting tactic, but one uh, that is, I, I think, just also shows to me, you know, how much it's just kind of mudslinging and frustration um, that that you kind of start to see that seeped through in a lot of different places in politics right now. All right, let's move on to number three story of the morning. Um, You know, you had some interesting news over the weekend on the NRCC, which was holding its annual donor retreat this week at Seaside Ritz-Carlton, Key Biscayne, Florida. Nice break from the dreary cold weather here in Washington. Uh, But there was some drama there, Jake. Before we get into this leadership uh, kind of feature that we're going to be featuring for the rest of the cycle, what happened down in Florida? Yeah, so Laura Loomer, who's a conspiracy theorist, an anti-Muslim bigot, uh, showed up at the retreat with a donor um, and uh, got up during a um, 
during a, a staff briefing by the NRCC. Remember, these things are for donors, big and small, frankly. Not, not a lot of a lot of the big donors don't go to this because they don't want to be sitting in a hotel all weekend with with, uh, you know, listening to briefings. But anyhow, um, she got up during a briefing with the NRCC staff and said, why aren't they why aren't they spending more time bashing and trying to defeat Liz Cheney? Tom Emmer, chair of the NRCC, quickly got up and shut that comment down and said, we're not that we don't get involved in primaries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she was booted from the retreat. Um, she was there with a donor who gave fifteen thousand dollars to the NRCC, relatively small um, uh, donor, frankly, for the NRCC. She told the Daily Beast it was one of the party's biggest donors. It was not. It was not one of the NRCC's biggest donors, at least. Um, and, uh, you know, they booted Loomer from this retreat. Loomer ran for Congress in 2020, got beat by like 50, uh, 50 points in against Lois Frankel in a Democratic seat in South Florida. But um, I, I should probably not say anything else as to not get myself in trouble here. But this is a bizarre instance for the NRCC. They they she was not you know, they did not know she was coming. They wouldn't have allowed her to come. They told me. And they got rid of her after she after this happened. All right. Well, let's just sh- shift gears. Not much more to say there uh, about this, <laughs> this new feature that I'm actually super interested in, um, which is the kind of collecting of chits, leadership hitting the road for cash. One way that we are going to be looking at the election and charting power in D.C. is by keeping tabs on where the leadership is traveling to, where they're raising money and who they're raising money for when they are not in D.C. This is everything from raising money for super PACs, the party committees, individual lawmakers. It is the lifeblood of leadership politics. And as you look towards the future of particularly House Democrats, but all of the different, both of the chambers and both of the parties, it's something that can be a real indicator to understand who's doing what for whom, and also kind of who's not in leadership and is doing a bunch of this kind of stuff. So we're kicking off this new feature with Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She's going to be hosting a virtual event this week with Illinois Republican Representative Robin Kelly for the Democratic Party of Illinois. Pelosi, obviously, a massive fundraiser. She will also be hosting a DCCC California Speaker's Cabinet virtual political update with Representative Zoe Lofgren of California. Yeah, the Republican leadership is in Miami today um, for their annual um, ELK elected leadership committee planning retreat. McCarthy's heading to Texas to fundraise in Houston and Dallas. Scalise and Tom Emmer will both be in. Steve Scalise is the minority whip. Tom Emmer, NRCC chair, will both be in Florida um, for fundraising. Obviously, Republicans are trying to raise as much money as they can to pad their advantage in 2022. Uh, A very big. a very big uh, uh, task, but McCarthy is raising piles of money, absolutely piles of money for uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund, American Action Network, and the NRCC, although I would argue less so for the NRCC. Um, and uh, But yeah, important to keep an eye on this. We're going to be keeping a very close eye on this. If you are a, uh, a if you work for a member of Congress and your boss is doing something interesting, or you are a member of Congress, and your boss is doing something interesting on the fundraising front, please let us know. Um, we are looking to, to to document all this stuff and find it very interesting. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.